Hey, listeners, if you are thinking about divorce and concerned about your children, please go to my online parenting plan course. It will help you plan how you're going to parent through divorce and beyond. And I promise you, it will keep conflicts from erupting in the future while keeping you centered on your children. Check it out at lisakoski.com. Own up to your part. Like, don't minimize or deny or, like, focus on getting the other person to own up. Be accountable for your part and humble. Because, you know, like, whether you asked for the divorce or it's happening to you, that only benefits you to show up in that way, which doesn't mean you have to take responsibility for everything. But it means that you're communicating and showing up from an honest, you know, grounded foundation of truth rather than the reality that you want that feels better or that you want someone to to accept of you. Because in the end, you have to live with yourself. And that's, I think, what will help you feel the best or better about yourself is to just lead with accountability, be humble, and focus on, on you rather than the other person. Welcome to Doing Divorce Different, Join family law attorney turned mediator, Lisa Kosky, for candid conversations on how to alleviate the fear of divorce and how to heal through empowerment. Now, your host, Lisa Kosky. Welcome to this week's episode of Doing Divorce Different. I had to get in here to introduce this episode because we have Brian Burns coming, who's my favorite family and marriage therapist. And We're kind of talking about a lot of things and we're not going really deep. So what I want you to know is in the show notes, I'm going to have episodes that you can click on that go into more detail. So this week's episode, we talk with Brian about how do you know it's time to divorce? We talk about it really quickly. And if you want more, you can go back and listen to another episode that we have. Then we talk about how do I tell my spouse it's time to divorce? There's also an episode that addresses this, and that will be in the show notes. So we talk about it briefly, and then I talk about once you're ready and you're really, you know, ready to begin the divorce process, what are the first three or four steps that you need to take? And there's also an episode that goes more deep here. So this is going to give you good, juicy details. It's a must listen to if you're thinking about divorce or just kind of getting started. And then you can delve deeper into other episodes if you like. So stay tuned. You're going to love it. Welcome listeners. I'm so thankful that you're here. And I have one of my favorite marriage and family therapists. I might even say my favorite. Brian Burns Uh here today. And so it's so fun. It's been a while. You've been on and you actually have one of the top episodes where we talked about how do you know it's time to divorce? So we're going to kind of talk about that today. I want to talk about a few things, kind of getting ready for this divorce process. So to start out is one, just kind of briefly to talk about how do we know it's time to divorce? And then, you know, two, how do you tell your spouse if they're not aware that this is what you're thinking? Like, what's how do you get that rolling? And then I want to kind of talk a little bit about what's next. So, okay, you've decided 
you've told your spouse, and then what are the next? And I just have three simple first steps for when you're going to be going through something like divorce. So Brian, since we've had you on, because you're so awesome, you started your own podcast. Can you just talk about that a little bit? Tell us what it's called. And Well, thanks, Lisa. And uh, I do work hard to uh, compete for the top spot of your favorite marriage and family therapist. <laughs> so I'm glad I'm st- at least still in the running. That's uh, important. And thank you for mentioning my podcast. So I, along with two men who have recently, as in the past year or so, gone through a divorce. They're both fathers. They're both cool guys. They're both working hard to be good humans. And I'm the therapist. So the three of us talk every week about what that's like to be going through a divorce, to be navigating all the things. It's from the the perspective of, of a man and a father and a husband. But I think very applicable to both men and women. And in fact, many of our listeners are female because a lot of this stuff is so universal. The name of the podcast is Bad Weather Podcast. We probably don't have time to go into where that name comes from, but (laughs) we'll talk about that. (laughs) Everyone goes through bad weather in their life. We've got the Bad Weather Podcast and we're talking about the bad weather and how to navigate the storms. And you can find it on Apple, Spotify, those are the two platforms that I know of. I'm not a tech guy. I just talk. So look there for Bad Weather Podcast. All right. And we will have that in our show notes too, so people can connect with you. I didn't know we were talking about that, but I I feel like I did a pretty good commercial there. I should have. Yeah, I think you did. Very good. And I, I listened to it and it was fun to listen to. And I think it is helpful for everyone. It's always good to get those other perspectives and good to have something for the fathers and the husbands, you know? So, all right, well, let's get started with today because these are, you know, we don't have a lot of time and these are kind of deep subjects, but I want to give my listeners just a little bit of help with, okay, how do I know it's time to divorce? That's like the biggest question besides what's going to happen to the house and what's going to happen to the kids. It's how do you know it's time? Because everybody, you know, nobody really wants to go through with it. It's a huge yeah. decision. So can you kind of help us break that down a little bit? I don't know that there's an answer to that question that's at all concrete and discernible and knowable or predictable. I mean, it's after you have done everything else to determine if your marriage is fixable, after you've talked to your spouse about it, after you've gotten therapy, both individual and together, after you've tried all the solutions, all the options to fix it, after you've gotten perspective from friends, family, people that you trust and know you well, people that will tell you the truth about you, even if it's hard to hear. And you know, Brian, as you're talking, I can't help but think. So something that I've kind of started doing when I have big decisions and I was just, just click that this might help is I kind of, it's going to sound funny, but I kind of like go to my old self looking back on my life when I'm maybe about ready to die. I'm healthy. I'm old. I've had a good life and I'm looking back. And what would that person tell me? Yeah about moving forward because that person is generally really knowledgeable. Interestingly enough, right? It sounds woo-woo and weird, but when you look at things from that perspective, 
I feel like you'll really know what's right. right for you. What do you think about that? I think that's a, I mean, you're tapping into your like wisest self. You're tapping into not just the frustration or disappointment or stress of the moment. I mean, marriage is hard and that's cliche and we all know it, but there's a lot of evidence that or research that if you make it past the stressful years of raising young children and managing two jobs and a house, that things get better as long as you, you know, you don't kind of don't destroy yourselves in the process. Well, and interesting that you say that because we also know, oddly enough, like the gray divorce is on the rise. Yeah. So now I'm seeing mm -hmm. a lot of people who have gone through the stressful time. They made it. They muddled through. And now they're like, what am I doing? I can't do this anymore. Sure. Like there's no guarantees and that there's good reasons to divorce later in life after the kids have raised. But what I think is important is that it can get better. And talking about it now when the problems are happening is so so back to the question of when do you when is it time? If I could only give one answer to that, it would be when you can look at yourself in the mirror and say, I have gotten very clear on what my fault is, on what I do that is problematic or unhealthy, and I've worked hard on that. And I've communicated with my spouse about what he or she is doing that's not working. And they have either worked on it and it hasn't gotten better, or they don't acknowledge it. And then you can say, it's not going to get better. It's time to change directions. That but. is a quote worth keeping. And I tried to write it all down. I may have to go back and listen, but that yeah. is, yeah, great advice. Because when people just say we didn't, you know, we didn't communicate well, he didn't pick up around the house. We had different parenting styles. I mean, of course, those are the things you might say, surfacey stuff, if, if you don't really want to open up. But it has to go much deeper than that. And there has mm -hmm. to have been some accountability in what's underneath all that surfacey stuff that you're not really dealing. When you deal with that, then you set yourself up for amazing future relationships yeah, so right. that it that's doesn't right. have to happen again. Okay. So now you've done the soul searching. You, you know... And you're, you're thinking, yep, I think it's time. Hopefully you've already talked to your spouse so that they understand there's issues because you're looking at your fault. So I don't know if these necessarily go in order, but are there some general guidelines on how to let your spouse know that you're thinking it's time? Cause it's hard. I hope that that's a conversation that shouldn't, that doesn't come completely out of the blue. So if it comes completely out of the blue, acknowledge that, you know, like I get how this yeah. is coming completely out of the blue. And that's probably partly my fault and partly your fault. We should have been talking more honestly. Let's see, like the nervous system is going to handle that is going to have a real hard time with that conversation on both sides. Like it's going to bring up a lot of fear, a lot of stress. So let your spouse know that there's a, you know, something really hard to talk about and when is a good time. And plan it so that even though that's awkward and you're both nervous, you're in a place that you're ready to kind of, quote unquote, ready to receive and give hard conversation. So that's some thinking. Yeah. And that's just starting out on the right foot and, you know, doing it with, of course, kindness and integrity. Yeah. You know, and I think I've heard things like, Kind of to not do it from looking back at the past and the mistakes, but kind of to look forward and, you know, 
I mean, think about what what is it that yeah, what is the future that you want, and how is it better or good given what you're losing? Because your spouse is going to take this as a hundred percent loss, probably. If they're not, then you're probably not very nervous about about right. taking them. And so understand that you want to convey a message that is hopeful about a good future. However, if your spouse isn't ready for that, if they're not in that same place, then you have to be ready to give that person time to get to get to catch up. That takes a long time sometimes. Mm-hmm. And so I would like say that directly. I'm here and I know you're probably not here yet. So I, you know, I'm not doing anything today. Uh, I'm not making any decisions about our future other than telling you this is where I'm at. And I want to work together to do that when you're ready, quote unquote, within reason. I love that you're giving that little piece of advice, because I think for the person who's asking for the divorce to not have that expectation that, yep, you're going to get down to business right away. You're going to, you know, talk logistics and talk about how things are. No, no, no. You're just getting it out on the table and you're giving Mm -hmm. that person time to feel all their feelings, to probably get a therapist, a coach. Yep. To ask you 10,000 times why you're doing this and what they can do to change your mind and what was really so bad. Like that, that's, those questions will be on repeat for several weeks. You know, it might even be that you do change your mind. I don't know. Sometimes people will start a mediation and will work through the biggest issue and they'll change their mind because they feel like, oh, that was our issue. I think we can stay married. Doesn't happen a lot. Yeah. You know, but it is possible. possible. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think then as part of that, so maybe you let them know, you give them time. And then that's the time when I'm now going to talk about my three steps of kind of getting ready to go through the divorce process. And the first step is, of course, to get the therapy that you need. Get the coach, get your people together to support you and research. I think I'm putting one and two. No, that's one. And research. Listen to podcasts like this, like yours, like all the, I mean, we have so much information out there about how to divorce and how to prepare that. I think getting as much information as you can is so, so beneficial. And the talk therapy. I mean, at this stage and throughout, finding someone like Brian is really, really going to help you. Yeah, I just we can't emphasize enough. Talk to people. Talk, talk, talk. Mm-hmm. Um, get perspectives and information. And then, kind of the next thing that mm-hmm. that people don't love to do is to understand your finances. Mm-hmm. No, like check the mail, see what's coming in. You know, and start a budget, start figuring out what do I need to survive? Because when you have that information, it empowers you as you're making decisions. I have so many people that come to my mediation and they're so terrified. And sometimes if they can just get a little clarity on where they actually sit, that can help a lot. And then, you know, the third step that I, so the second is the budget. The third is to start getting some consultations I do a free one. Lots of people do free consultations and start looking at, do I want to do this collaborative, you know, through with collaborative law attorneys? Do I want to do a mediation? Mm -hmm. Do I want to, you know, hire the guns and get Mm -hmm. attorneys involved and be represented? So 
I think those are kind of the next steps. I don't know if you have any like therapy advice as they're going through those. I'm kind of talking from the, you know, do this. It's, I mean, that's such good, good advice to start, uh, it start other than, you know, a legal proceeding to start figuring out the foundation for the rest of your life. And divorce is a, it's a legal thing because marriage is a contract, legal contract, right. but it's much more a relational, emotional, financial family thing. And so it makes sense to get as much information as you can about how to navigate it from a relational standpoint, you know, like to talk to therapists or family experts or financial information from your own budgeting or financial neutrals. And then, you know, it's time to kind of figure out how the law will impact it. Right. And I think just to kind of throw in, so those are kind of the first three steps. And then as you're researching, if you have children, you and I both have a special place in our heart. We both do parenting plans. I've got my online parenting plan course, but to start thinking about how you want this to work for your kids. And there's great documentaries out there about and books about how this affects children and to kind of start leaning into that as well, I think is helpful and can bring you a little bit of peace as you're, you know, starting to think through this process. So, and one thing that I I wanted to add that I thought was really interesting that I've just learned by doing all these mediations that I do, it's all I do. And what I've learned is when I can ask a couple kind of at the beginning, what do you want to get out of this divorce? What is the most important? And they always, well, we just want it to be fair. We just want to be nice. And if we can kind of stay focused on that mm-hmm. throughout it. So start thinking about what your values are. I think you've talked about that before, Brian. Yeah, that's so such good advice, Lisa, that and you're I just love what you're doing with the podcast, doing divorce differently. And that starts from the very beginning in deciding, being clear, how do you want a divorce? Because if you just leave that up to others, lawyers or your spouse or your like the friends who hate your husband and want you to divorce (laughs) or your mom, like that's not gonna, I love my mom, but sometimes moms can be, you know, tense. Mm -hmm. And so, sorry, I lost my train of thought. (laughs) Thinking about how you want a divorce in the beginning is the best way to get to the kind of divorce you want. Right. And so the, and it allows you to be intentional and to think through that as you keep moving forward. You know, we want to do what's best for the kids. Okay. That's our focus. And we could talk about that in every aspect, what you're going to do with the house, how much child support is going to be, what you're going to do with the schedule. So I am just praying that this episode is giving people a little relief because it's hard, but it doesn't have to be terrifying. And you do not have to fight it out. You do not have to fight this out in court. I mean, there are some situations where you do. And, you know, I I always have to offset with that because there are some clients that I do have to send to the attorneys. They Mm -hmm. um, are maybe married to a narcissist or, you know, they're not going to get the information that they need or there's Mm -hmm. abuse or whatever it is. Yes, Mm -hmm. those are situations that this won't work. Boy, there's like, I would say 80% of the time this works. I don't know where that number is coming from. I should probably research that. But in my world, 80%, maybe even more seem to be able to go through a mediation process or a collaborative law effort and work together. 
Right, right. I mean, what are the numbers, I wonder, of people who actually go to litigation, who go to court? But it's probably smaller than than 20%. It's probably in the the single digits. Most divorces settle outside of court. And I think you and I are talking about how do you want that settlement? Yes. Do you want it to be mediated in a way that's family-focused and relationally healthy and focuses on the kids? Or do you want it to be hashed out in a mediation where there's attorneys and you're in different rooms and you never talk to each other? Like that's the spectrum that I think we're talking about. Yeah, I agree totally. And I think, I mean, I just feel so passionate and so believe that when you have two people together or on Zoom, I like, I love Zoom, you know, talking together that you save time Yeah, and, you know, you save money because you're not spending all the money you're actually getting in when you have a good facilitator who can understand your issues and help you mm-hmm. find them if you don't know what they are and really work mm-hmm. through the agreements of a divorce. I think it is. Find people who can help you communicate, advocate, negotiate with your spouse. Find professionals that can help you do that rather than professionals that can protect you and keep you from communicating with your spouse. Yeah. Unless unless you're in an abusive situation, of course, that's needed. But we're talking about when that's possible. Well, and Brian, it's so funny because it's so much less expensive to do it together, you know, through the mediation Mm -hmm. process. But I think I would pay more to go through a mediation just because your future is so much better and you feel so much better and you have less stress about it. It's just, I think it's kind of amazing. So, of course I do. It's all I do. Stakes are high. Yep, I know they are. Hey, friends, you may have heard me mention my swan analogy, how mediation is a lot like a swan gliding on a lake, not necessarily happy, not necessarily sad, but content, calm and peaceful. I especially want this for my parents. And in custody cases involving alcohol, it can be very difficult to find peace of mind if you're fearful your child's safety is in jeopardy. Soberlink helps ease these concerns and improve child safety, which is why I recommend it to all my clients who raise concerns over a co-parent's alcohol misuse. Soberlink has remote alcohol monitoring technology, allowing parents to receive real-time alerts multiple times a day, ensuring the child is with a sober parent. Similar to mediation, Soberlink is time and cost-effective and worth every penny knowing your child is safe. To begin receiving real-time alerts that your child is safe, And to receive $50 off your device, visit www.soberlink.com slash different. Okay, so now, Brian, we're like already kind of coming towards the end of this. And you know the drill where I'm doing this in my barn with my horses and saddles back there. So I call this the saddle up segment where you give us and it can be something that you already said. But one like juicy nugget that my listeners can do right away to have a better life or to work through a divorce better, whatever it is. I mean, a lot of my guests have been saying breath work. So we know that's a good one. But yeah, anything that you can think of. Oh, man. So I'll just tell you what's on the 
top of my mind today, and it's accountability and humility. It is to be accountable for yourself. And I mean that in the sense of own up to your part. Like, don't minimize or deny or like focus on getting the other person to own up. Be accountable for your part and humble. Because, you know, like whether you ask for the divorce or it's happening to you, that only benefits you to show up in that way, which doesn't mean you have to take responsibility for everything, but it means that you're communicating and showing up from an honest, you know, grounded foundation of truth rather than the reality that you want that feels better or that you want someone to, to accept of you. Because in the end, you have to live with yourself. And that's, I think, what will help you feel the best or better about yourself is to just lead with accountability, be humble, and focus on on you rather than the other person. Yep. And Brian, what I love so much about that is this is how we make what we're going through an opportunity. This divorce is your opportunity for growth by being accountable, by being humble, by understanding your part in it, giving you the opportunity to do this well, to do your divorce well, and to have better future relationships. And what I find is when one person works on themselves and starts doing these things, a lot of times that other party jumps on board and starts doing it too. So you got nothing to lose, only gains to make. So that is the best advice in our little Saddle Up segment. Win-win. Yes, amen. So Brian, how can people find you? You've got your podcast, which is in the show notes. How else can they find you if they want to set up an appointment with you? www.mnrelationshiprepair.com. You can Google that or type that into your browser. My website does have a contact me button, so I'm easy to get a hold of in that way. Happy to respond to requests and questions and so forth. He's great. I've had clients that have used you and loved you. So listeners, if you're needing someone, connect with Brian. Thanks so much for being here. Take care. Hey, I just wanted to pop in here quick before this whole thing winds down. And I want to tell you about my parenting plan online course. It is for you if you are terrified that divorce is going to ruin your children. I'm here to assure you that you can co-parent really well together. And I have an online course that is going to walk you through a parenting plan. You will have a piece of your divorce done. If you want to work with a mediator, you can bring the paperwork in and that portion is complete. It's easy, affordable, quick, and effective. And it will be part of your divorce paperwork if you'd like it to, or you can just use it to co-parent well with another parent. It goes over all the things that you may not be thinking of when you're in the midst of an emotional time like divorce. So please go to lisakoski.com, check on my online courses, and sign up for the Parenting Plan course now because when parents work together, they can mitigate the damages caused by divorce to their children. Thank you for listening to the Doing Divorce Different podcast. Connect with us at lisakoski.com and sign up for our newsletter. 